Hey, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. Uh, we are joined today by Philip Marshall, Mark Murphy, and Nathan King, and I am Keith Niebuhr. And uh, I, look, we got a lot to talk about because there's big news today. Uh, because of COVID-19, Mississippi State, uh, within that program, uh, COVID-19 issues, the, the Auburn-Mississippi State game for Saturday in Starkville has been postponed until December uh, and that's a big deal. So we wanted to have a special edition of the show. We're going to go to Nathan because Nathan, uh, being one of the beat reporters of the team, wrote the actual news story. So Nathan, just kind of get us, catch us up, get us up to date on where things stand and when they're going to replay this game. Yeah, so Mississippi State was already teetering, um, it, it appears. Mike Leach said today that against Vanderbilt, they were one player away from not being able to play that game. Um, and then they get into the testing on Sunday and it kind of turns into a situation where, all right, you had a few more tests, um, and now you're just not able to play. For people who aren't completely aware of the SEC protocols, it's a situation where you could still technically play the game, but now it's up to the discretion of the school. And apparently Mississippi State is looking at a situation where, look, they only had the one Rodgers, the one scholarship quarterback in that game. Um, Apparently they were thin special teams on both the offensive and defensive lines. So, you know, not only just for them thinking, okay, you know, we aren't going to win this game because we're not going to have any scholarship players, but just safety. You know, you, you don't want to play um, with a bunch of guys that have not gone through live reps like that. Um, just a bunch of walk-on players is not necessarily the smartest thing to do. And so now, yeah, you've got the game. Um, now it's going to be Auburn's regular season finale. It's been rescheduled for December 12th. Um, and something you were kind of alluding to, Keith, is that, uh, you know, it's interesting now. You, you kind of just changes the dynamics of what Auburn season looks like because, now you were going to play, we talked about this in the podcast yesterday, you were going to play coming off your bye week where you're feeling great and you got to work on some things coming off your best win of the season. You were going to play two of the worst teams in the conference in Mississippi State, Tennessee, maybe feel like you're rolling into the Iron Bowl and Texas A&M a little bit. Now things have kind of been, have been shuffled around. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it hasn't necessarily hit Auburn that hard this year. Look, Auburn still hasn't reported a, a positive test of its own since the middle of September. So they really hadn't had to deal with anything like this all season long. Um, and now it's hit them. Now it's right at their front door. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how they respond to this. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what this does for them over the course of the season, whether it's something that turns out to be a positive, turns out to be a negative. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens on both sides as well. Fascinating day in the SEC because, as many of you know, and some of you may not be aware, Sam Pittman, the head coach at Arkansas, has uh, tested positive for COVID-19. They're, the LSU, as, as we record this unless I missed it. LSU, Alabama, very much in jeopardy over some COVID issues at LSU. I guess the, the positive of this, at least for me, is that we're, we're all going to get to watch the Masters un, uninterrupted this week and this weekend. But but generally speaking, guys, this, this is not a good thing. So, you know, Philip and Mark, you guys are the veterans of the Auburn beat. And I just wanted to get your general thoughts on just kind of the state of college football, the state of Auburn, the state of the SEC, just kind of what's coming to your mind right now as all this news hits, Philip, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to you, Mark. Well, what's coming to my mind first is uh, you're talking about coaches getting it. You're talking about Alabama and LSU on the brink. Uh, there's more cases now than there, there's the cases are, are are expanding faster now than they were in August when the season was on the brink. And I wonder if within the next week or two, the season might be on the brink again. Uh, don't know that. That's not based on any knowledge, but I just I just wonder. On the other side of that, Greg Sankey said before the season that there would be a good chance that teams wouldn't play the same number of games. And uh, 
And I will say this, uh, the division races are, though not mathematically decided, are pretty close. I mean, Alabama and Alabama and or Florida would have to lose two games, two games not to uh, not to play in Atlanta. And you look at both of their schedules, and that just doesn't seem very likely. Uh, you know, I, I, Alabama conceivably could have a competitive game with Auburn, and really that's the only one that's likely. And uh, I don't think Florida's got one. So I, to lose two games, maybe they'll maybe maybe one of them or both of them will somehow stumble and lose one, but they're not going to lose two. But uh, but uh, that's my biggest question as far as Auburn goes. I think that uh, you know they're just going to have to deal with the same thing other teams have dealt with. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate that it comes on the heels of their open date, so they'll go three weeks without playing. But Florida went two weeks without even practicing. It didn't seem to. Uh, didn't seem to affect them much. What's kind of weird to me now is to think about there is only one game left before the Iron Bowl. And it just doesn't seem like – for that to be the case after six games is just really weird. That's just a, that's just a very strange thing. But uh, we'll see how, how they respond and uh, if they are able to, to uh, keep uh, – if their players are able to keep on doing what they're doing and avoid, avoid – uh, uh, contracting the virus. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, I guess on the plus side, I'll probably have J.J. Britt next time they play Mississippi State. Uh, well, hold on. I'm going to get it. We're going to get into the positives in a, in a minute. Okay. Right? Don't you? Well, on the negative side, on well, the we're negative gonna... side Mississippi State might be, their offense might have kind of picked up some after, after uh, and they might have a players back that they didn't have again. Yeah. So they might be a little harder to beat. I, you know, who knows? It's uh, it's just it is what it is. It's just a strange season, and uh, it just got a little bit stranger as I wrote in my column today. Mark, Mark, this news just hit a couple hours ago as we're recording. You've had a little bit of time to digest it. I mean, I know you've been working today, but as you try to get your arms around all this, what are your what are your general thoughts here on this whole situation? You know, Keith, one of the big things to me reminded me is uh, it's probably going to be pretty important for the entire college athletic scene and and the whole sports scene that uh, that vaccine get out yeah. as soon as possible. And Pfizer announced some good news on the, the initial test today, and so did its German partner. So that's encouraging. There's probably going to be some good news out with maybe some of the other vaccines too. So, you know, I was writing some college basketball stories today, and, uh, you know, we're getting pretty close to the start of that season. To me, it's going to be more difficult to play college basketball than college football because of it's an indoor sport and there's a limited number of players on a roster. So those are the things that really stand out to me right now. All right, uh, Mark, we're going to stick with you here. Auburn's offense was just starting to click the big game against LSU. A lot of, a lot of yards against Ole Miss. Gosh, over 400 yards against um, both Arkansas and South Carolina, too. I believe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. You're the experts here. I think that was four straight 400-yard games, 400 or more yards. So they were clicking, Mark. You know, if, if you're Bo Nix right now, you're probably you're probably not thrilled. You you were playing some of your best football. So what are the negatives for, all, for Auburn as, as this game gets postponed? You know, you wonder if you go three weeks out playing – are you going to lose some of your edge on offense and get a little bit stale? Bo Nix had a 221-plus quarterback rating against LSU. That's one of the best in Auburn history over the last, you know, 60 years. 
and there's been a lot of good quarterback games during that time. He also led the team in rushing against LSU. Uh, I just think the offensive lines made progress and the timing. And uh, one thing that I thought the offense struggled with early in the season, they were getting behind the chains a lot. They weren't as productive as they needed to be on first down. And they're starting to have a factor of throwing the ball on first down. Last two games, Knicks has completed 24-27 passes on first down. That's 89%. And, uh, you know, if you do that, football is a lot easier to play. Well, Philip, you know, there's negatives and there's positives. I'm going to ask you, you, you know, what do you think the negatives are for Auburn? And what do you think the positives? You mentioned something earlier. I think it was you, one of, either you or Nathan. K.J. Brick could be back. So, Philip, negatives and positives that you see. You know, first, Mark, it's interesting you missed that. I asked Wayne Hall. I was talking to Wayne Hall about defense one time way back when he was at Auburn. And he said, everybody says third down is the most important down. It's not. First down is the most important hmm. down because that greatly affects what third down is. But anyway, that's just, I thought that was kind of interesting. But, uh, so I'm talking about positives, right? Well, you could do negatives and positives. It's up to you. Uh, uh, Well, obviously the return of KJ Britt. I mean, maybe he'll be back. He may be back for their next game. I'm not sure what his status is, but it's getting close to time for him to be back. Uh, they'll obviously be well rested. Uh, uh, (laughs) I think the, the – Caught up uh, on all their Netflix series, you know, all that stuff. Is that what you're saying? I, I think Gus may have to uh, do something he doesn't really like to do during the season, which is have some really physical best-against-best best practices uh, this week or next, probably this week, uh, because, you know, it's – it's it's uh, to go three weeks without getting hit or hitting anybody – Seems to me it could be a problem, but you know, and uh, uh, but as long as they beat Tennessee, uh, which it seems like they should, of course, it seems like they should have two years ago too, and they didn't. But uh, as long as they beat Tennessee, I don't think it will affect them going into the Iron Bowl. And uh, and the thing about the Mississippi State game, it's possible at the very least you'll probably be playing for a. Uh, for a better bowl, for a better bowl game in that game, I think that that'll be one reason to get more excited about it. And uh, of course, I'm sticking with it. I'm not, I said Auburn would go seven and three, and I'm sticking with that, which would mean beating Texas A&M. And I know Texas A&M crushed Alabama, but they haven't had much luck in recent years playing in Auburn and uh, or playing Auburn in, anywhere really. Uh, so. Uh, I still think the Auburn's got a good chance to win that game. I'm, I'm not sure Texas A&M is as overpowering as they looked against South Carolina teams that looked like they had already gone to the house for the year. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously you'd rather play, no question about it, but it's this season and it is what it is. And who knows, they, you know, they, they could lose another one. And, and if they lose another one for any reason, uh, then that one just won't be played. Yeah. Uh, because there's no other there's no other place to put a uh, to put another game. So if Auburn, well, the Auburn's not playing. There's no if, not, no game this week. If Texas A&M and Tennessee do play right now, they're playing. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Tennessee probably doesn't win that game. We don't think that'd be an upset if they win. They could come to Jordan Hare Stadium next week at two and five. Uh, they lose to Auburn incredibly. Jeremy Pruitt, after all that publicity, 
after all that good press, could be two and six after a trip to Auburn. But then Auburn's got to play back-to-back, the Iron Bowl, as you mentioned, then Texas A&M, coming off two big games right there, playing Mississippi State. So it changes the dynamic of this game a little bit, doesn't it? What do you think, Mark and Nathan? I'll, I'll go to you two on that one. Go ahead, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, like we were saying before, I mean, you kind of looked at Auburn's season before the year started, and you looked at this spot, um, and especially with the way that Tennessee and Mississippi State have been playing recently, and I mean, it's just very advantageous for Auburn, and it it looked that way, especially with the way they played against LSU, Um, and coming off of the bye week, I kind of go back to how we looked at this season before it started, and and kind of what our realistic expectations were for how many games these teams were going to play. I looked at Auburn's 10 game schedule. I don't know about y'all. And I thought, okay, seven or eight games. If you like it, just playing that many games, that's a win just because of how, or how things looked. And we kind of, I think maybe got a little bit, uh, a little bit complacent there in terms of we just, if things were happening and things, and things were going so well for the sport, I know there were cancellations here and there, but at least in the Auburn realm, it seemed like, look, you know, nobody was expecting not to just play 10 games. Everybody was looking at all these games saying, right. we're going to play out the rest of the season. Now maybe maybe we can all think back to the beginning of the year when we didn't think we were going to play college football at all and still look at the fact that Auburn is probably going to play eight or nine games in this regular season, and that's a huge win. But going to what Mark was saying before, um, it does get really interesting now to start to make those expectations for college basketball season because that's a completely different sport. I mean, Auburn – you know, and, and all these other teams, they can have 15 players out, no problem, and still play a game. 15 players is your entire basketball team. Okay, but but Nathan, what about them, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but what about them having to play Mississippi State now, which looks like you're coming off an off week, probably a, a comfortable win, at least we think. Now you're playing them after those two those two rivalry, uh, not two rivalry, one big rivalry game, and then an A yeah. and game. I mean, that's that changes the dynamic of this particular game, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the thing Philip was talking about where it's like, are they – trying to get the trying to just get a good spot for a bowl game yeah um, you wonder how beat up you'll be after play I mean we talked about them playing Georgia so early in the season um, and how physical that kind of game was you're playing two right now playoff contenders back to back in Texas A&M and Alabama I still would probably I mean if you're, we're looking way ahead now to December 12th um, Auburn even if it's down a few players and whatever happens in between then um, no matter who they've got back they're probably a way better team than Mississippi State just because they've got a ton of problems that are not even COVID related. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that's that's a game that you would definitely still expect Auburn to win unless there's some sort of you know upheaval and complete turnaround disaster at Auburn, which I don't expect that to happen. Yeah, Mark, for hypothetical purposes, let's just suppose that uh, yeah, like we can't predict the future, but yeah, you know, Alabama's going to be a tough game. We know that A and M's going to be a tough game. So let's just say Auburn beats Tennessee, but maybe loses those two psychologically, all of a sudden you're going into that Mississippi State game at five and four. You may be a little beat up physically and emotionally after those two games. Do you, do you th- would you have rather played Mississippi State this week or, or December 12th? I mean, I guess that's the question. Oh, definitely it makes sense for Auburn to play in this week. I absolutely listen to every minute of the Mississippi State radio network broadcast uh, replay from uh, – Saturday's game and uh, just listening to those guys, I was thinking Mississippi State is about as ripe for taking as I can think of because <laughs> in addition um, to the COVID issues they had, they also got some really key guys out with the injuries. They got some more guys hurt in the game against Vanderbilt. Plus they also had some key guys that just quit the team. So their numbers were down to start with. And, uh, you know, Mississippi State has been pretty sad on offense lately. But they've been really good on defense. But against Vanderbilt, 
you could tell this team was decimated on defense because Vanderbilt ran up a lot of yardage. And uh, Mississippi State was lucky. They got a lot of turnovers in that game, self-inflicted by Vanderbilt, or else Vanderbilt could have won that game. Should have won. They should have won. Uh, yeah. I watched it. They should have won. <laughs> well, hey, guys, on the flip side of that, you know, you look at Mississippi State's schedule, so here's who they wrap up with now. No game this week, obviously. Uh, then they play uh, – I think they have, they play Miss, uh, Georgia at Georgia. That's a tough game. Then they play Ole Miss, Ole Miss at Ole Miss, which again, Ole Miss blew that game last year when the, uh, uh, they had that personal foul late or unsportsmanlike, excuse me. Then they play Missouri. So Georgia's offense is, is abysmal right now, but Mississippi and Missouri are really going to challenge that Mississippi State defense. Then they play Auburn. So it's not like they're coming into that with the off an easy stretch either. They're not going to win another game. Yeah, I'm, my, I'm with they're them. They're not going to win another game, and they're not good enough to beat Auburn. Auburn would have to to really, really, really play bad. And and let's just say that they lose to Alabama and Texas a Yeah. They'll, they'll be five and four when they play Mississippi State. They'll be playing for a better bowl game, and they'll be playing to make sure they have a winning season. Yeah. I don't know how important that is to their players, but I promise you, it's important to Gus Malzahn, who has never. <laughs> well, last. Uh, oh, go ahead, Philip. I'm sorry. So you know, I'm not saying they're gonna go over there and be be what they are gonna be playing Alabama emotionally, but you know, you're a football player. That's what you do. You play football. They'll go play. Yeah. I don't have any doubt about that. And uh and there'll probably be about twelve people there. And uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so I don't I don't uh it would one hundred percent be better to play them now. There's no question about it. And uh but I just wonder about Mississippi State. They had issues last week and now they seem to have gotten worse. Uh are they in a situation where this thing's out of control and they not and and they're gonna have to cancel more games? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, last question here before we wrap it up. Uh, Philip, we'll just stick with you. Uh, you know, and Mark, you can, you could jump in on this one too. You guys have been talking to these coaches for years and years. You're multiple staffs at Auburn. And, uh, we know how the fans feel right now. They're disappointed, but knowing the coaches the way you guys do, what do you think's going through their heads right now? This is their whole livelihood playing these 10, 11, 12 games a year. They build all year for this. It's, it's, and we know the players too, but nobody, we, we know that we get that. But what do you think the uh, what do you think it's like in the coaches' offices right now, Philip? Well, I, I'm sure it's frustrating from the standpoint of uh, of you know you come to off week, you have a plan, and now you got to uh, change that plan. And uh, and again, you got to worry. Are you? I mean, are they going to do it like a like another normal off week where they give them a couple of days off and practice three or four days and then give them a weekend off? I think right now everybody's probably terrified to think about players going anywhere except except in their bubble. Uh, so uh, uh, I'm sure all that's frustrating, but at the same time, they knew this was possible. I'm sure they had some sort of plan uh, what they would do. And uh, uh, and let's face it, they make lots of money. Even the low-paid ones like to make lots of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, uh I'm, you know, I'm sure they're frustrated they don't get to go play Mississippi State this week, and uh, um, and th- and they're concerned about coaches worry about everything. I'm yeah. sure they're worried about losing some of their edge that they had coming off LSU, and uh, but at the same time they're probably thinking, well, by the time we play play Tennessee, we're going to be completely healthy. Everybody's going to be ready to go, 
Yeah. Uh, like I said, maybe even KG Britt. I, I don't know, uh, KJ Britt. I don't know what his status is, but uh, I know it's getting close to the time when they said there'd be a good chance he could be back. So, you know, I'm sure they're just fo- changing their focus to what they need to do in these circumstances. Yeah, and obviously they can't be out on the road recruiting right now. So these, these guys have got to be suffering from a little count. We don't clone a lot. Yeah. Mark, uh, your thoughts, just what, what do you think the mindset of a coaching staff, any coaching staff, really not just Auburn, is right now in a situation like this? You know, I think they've got to spend a lot of extra time with the young guys and getting those guys ready to play. Say if you're Rodney Garner, you've got a guy like Jay Hardy. who's coming off an injury. He hasn't played yet. True freshman. Guy was really good in preseason. Probably want to try to get him ready for the stretch run. Uh, Dre Butler has been hurt. He's played a little bit. He's back. Get him ready to go. You've got uh, a guy like Jeremiah Wright, true freshman, who's played a little bit. You want to get him ready. Um, there's three or four other guys on defense that are coming back off of some type of injury. If you're Kevin Steele, get those guys ready to go. And, you know, Philip talked a little bit about this, but you know, the big question I have, if I'm the head coach, is how much live work do you do with the ones and twos? Because you got to keep them sharp, but you don't want to get any of these guys hurt. All right, that'll do it, guys. I appreciate the time. That was Philip Marshall, Murphy, and Nathan King. Make sure you check out all of their coverage of Auburn Tiger Sports at uh, Auburn Undercover and Inside the Auburn Tigers, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Guys, thank you very much. Everybody have a safe week and enjoy the Masters 2020 November style. Take care, everybody.